Welcome to Signaling God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Second Chronicles 714, everybody's heard that. And over and over again, and especially when we get into troublous times. Especially whenever Christianity is under attack. Then we go to the Word of God. It's normal that people, during times of trouble, seek a higher power. The Lord God Almighty. And in seeking, then if out of a true heart, they'll find. You seek, you'll find. Ask to be given use, not going to be open to you. The ones that seek for God with all their heart will find Him, not them, no trinity, no binary, no two-ness, no oneness, where the man's not God, but has God in the oneness organization. There is an error, as well as the trinity. Well, what's the truth? The truth, there's only one Lord, and Jesus Christ is that Lord be it in his glory, that is, he's always been God and always will be God, the Spirit, or in his humiliation. He became a man. But there's only one Christ. Christ the Spirit is Christ the man, not Christ Jr., but Christ is Christ. That's revelation of Christ. We read here, and many of you can quote it by heart, reciting it, simply stating that in Solomon, he builds this temple. The Lord gives him a promise. Said, if my people which are called by my name, that means they've taken on the name of Jesus, not just uh, repented. They take on the name of Jesus. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And many have been baptized into Christ and put on Christ. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named Jesus. He is the Christ. Now we become the body of Christ because the body is of Christ. And we're called by that same name. We're not called by our name anymore because we're a living epistle. We're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. And we should show forth the praises of God for we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And that is called by his name of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is, or heaven and earth is named that name Jesus. Now, with that said, if my people, which are called by my name, those are the only the ones that's been born again, not just repented, not just said the sinner's prayer, but those that are called by the name of Jesus Christ that have been born again. According to John 3, Jesus telling Nicodemus by night, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and the spirit. Nicodemus seemed to the Lord that how is a man that is old enter the second time to his mother's womb? That seemed impossible. An impossibility. Jesus said that which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. Except a man be born of the water and the spirit. Both. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. To be born again, Peter had the keys of the kingdom given to him in Matthew 16, and it was founded upon the rock, the foundation of the church. And the devil, in his subtlety, and Satan has moved that foundation over. As long as he can do that, regardless of the study and all the end-time events in eschatology and all that we learn in the principles of God, statutes, commandments, and judgments, will avail nothing if it's built upon the wrong foundation. That foundation is Christ and that revelation of Christ, which is the rock. Now we see that in Matthew 16. Now we reiterate it again. Jesus asked his disciples, who do men to say that I, the son of man, am? What does the general public say of me? Well, some say you're John the Baptist, Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. Then Jesus looked at his disciples. Who do you say I am? I am that I am, the self-existent, eternal God, the anointing and the anointed, the spirit and the man. Who am I? Who do you say I am? That's at Exodus 3. Before the burning bush, what is your name? Moses addressing God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob says, tell them that I am that I am. Why didn't he say I am who I am? Because I am that 
that is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days, saith God. That speaks of all the attributes of God from the aloft to the top, each one standing as a single personal pronoun in attributes, not persons. We see that in wisdom. Our wisdom dwell with prudence. I daily was his delight, single person pronoun. He said, and I dwell with prudence. With me is understanding. Well, those are separate attributes, power, peace. Jesus is all of the attributes of God. He is love, joy, peace. He is power. He is the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit, always has been. He is that redeemer, that spirit that took on a body of flesh and blood, being the same spirit, but spirit manifest in flesh. Now, that is the doctrine of Christ, which most have never been taught. And it's the foundational truth of the Word of God. But yet, most cannot break down the doctrine of Christ. They'll say, well, it's too hard to understand. There's a trinity, but it's too deep. When God said, I want you to know, understand and believe me. Understand, have full knowledge of it. Paul stated the same thing that Isaiah did in Isaiah 43.10. Thus saith the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, the self-existent eternal spirit of God, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed. God formed? The spirit formed? Yes, the spirit formed himself a body of flesh and blood. God manifest in the flesh. That's the Christ, the Spirit, manifest. The Father is the invisible Spirit. The Son of God is that Spirit revealed, manifest, seen, revealed in flesh. Manifest, that's a mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Not the Son of God. God was, 1 Timothy 3.16. That is exactly what Jesus is asking his disciples. Who do you say I am? Peter said, Thou art the Christ, not a Christ, the Christ. You are the Hamashiach. You are the Messiah. You are the Christos. You are that Christ, God, that is manifest in the flesh. That is the office of the Son of God. Son of God is the Father revealed. Not the Father, but the Father revealed. God manifests. And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus responds, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Who revealed it to Peter? The Father that was in heaven. Oh, wait a minute. Jesus is in flesh. Made of no reputation. That is, made there of no glory. Self-imposed limitation upon the spirit that he is to become a man. Took him on, taken on the form of a servant. Well, that sounds like they would be too. God sent forth his son. Well, how can that be God if he sent it forth? Well, there comes the revelation. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? Made of a woman. How did they become made of a woman? Well, he sent his word. In the beginning was the word. Word was with God. The word was God. The same beginning was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Not the second person to God. It's God himself. We see that in Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Jesus Christ, all things were made by him, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible and invisible, all things made by him, Jesus Christ. But how? Why? Well, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Bereshit Barah, Elohim, Eight, Hashemayim, Vayat Hayertz. Well, the middle fourth word there in those seven words in Hebrew is the Aloft Tav. The longest chapter in your Bible, the Aloft through the Tav. The Hebrew ABC diary, which are all the attributes of God from the Aloft through the Tav, the A to the Z. Jesus claimed to be Olam, the Alpha to the Omega in Greek, the Aloft through the Tav in Hebrew, the A to the Z. In English, everything that God is. 
he thought it not robbery to be equal with God in every aspect and every attribute. He states that in Philippians 2.6. Paul tells us, Jesus, who being in the form of God's spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Not made equal, equal. He is all the attributes of God. He is the Allah through the tithe. There, not made equal, but being equal with God. In every attribute, he made himself. All the attributes of God. Every God-given attribute in his essence and in his intrinsic spirit, who he is. In every area from A to Z, from the law through the tithe, humbled, wisdom humbled, prudence humbled, understanding humbled, power humbled, peace humbled. Every attribute of God humbled and made himself from A to Z of no reputation. When Jesus is born of the seed of the woman in a virgin birth, he will have no attributes of God, even though he's a spirit there without, without measure. God giveth him the spirit without measure. Yet, he's one of us. He is our kinsman redeemer. He is an Adam made under the law as our kinsman redeemer in every aspect. He's going to be tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. If he had one attribute of God, and there was born that spirit made flesh, and he's working with spirit as a man in a dual nature, then he's broken his own law. Somebody said, how can that be? Well, because Romans 5, Paul tells us, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin, therefore by one man, not a spirit man, not a dual natured man, but by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one, so also the free gift is of one. A man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. God looked for a man. He knew he had to have one. That was our, in our likeness, as our kinsman redeemer. And under the law, to redeem us under the law, but he could find none. All were conceived in sin, shepherd and iniquity, none good, no, not one. Well, what does God do? The devil thinks he's won it. He's crucified, the Lord of glory. He thinks he's won this whole thing. Well, what he didn't realize, if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Not the Lord Jr., but the Lord of glory, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. That was manifest in flesh. They wouldn't have done it. Paul states that. Well, what is it and how does this work? Well, Jesus, who being in the form of God, the Allah through the top of everything that God is, thought it not robbery to be equal with God in all attributes, Philippians 2, 6, but made himself of no reputation to do the act of redemption to expiate our sins as our propitiation instead in our stead he has none of the attributes of God when he's born he works as a man made in under the law not above the law not a dual nature but Christ the man, as our kinsman redeemer, one of us. And you'll see that in Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? No spirit senior talking to spirit junior. No. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? Made of a woman. You're not on my E. Made of a woman. Made in under the law. Not above the law. One of us, in that fullness of time, God sent forth this son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem us that were under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4 and 5. Now we're talking about Christ, the spirit that has made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 6, to take on him the form of a servant. And when he did that, the form of a servant, we think that's two different people, two persons, two personalities. When the truth is, a biblical truth, is that that servant is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. You'll see it in Isaiah 43.10. Thus saith the Lord, capital L, capital O-R-D, 
the self-existent, eternal, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Spirit of God, and my servant whom I have chosen. Definitely sounds like there's two. But God says, no, there's not. That you may know and believe me and understand. I want you to have full understanding of the Godhead. That you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. The Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, is that servant and tells us how. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. Formed? Yes, Martha. And we see that in Philippians 2, 6. Paul tells us exactly how God formed himself a body of flesh and blood. Jesus, who being in the form of God, Spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal with God in all attributes, but made of himself all the eight of the seed of no reputation, not some reputation, not some attributes, but none, no reputation, and took upon him a form of a servant, the form of a servant. Yes, who is a servant? Isaiah 43, 10 says, it's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Well, that doesn't fit in, again, with the Trinity, Tunis, or Oneness Doctrine of Christ that we have been taught for over 2,000 years. It's a blatant lie that is now being revealed as it should be in the last days for this gospel of the kingdom will be preached unto all the world for witness in all nations. Then the end will come. But before then, God will use a chastening rod, judgment, to get us to return to him, the true God and eternal life. Somebody said, God uses that? Yes, when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, who he is. That the righteousness is that he is God, always has been God, and always will be God. John 16. That Holy Ghost will come, he'll reprove the world of righteousness. Why? Because I go to my Father. I came from him, I go back to him. Not around him, not beside him, to him. Sit down with my Father in not beside his throne, in his throne. Revelation 3.21. Jesus said, even as I overcame and him set. S-E-T, not S-I-T. Not set in a position, but S-E-T, a forever settled state of glory. But we're told he's sitting at the right hand and sitting at the right hand of God. Now that's for us. He prepared that place for us. We are made to set together in heavenly places Christ Jesus. That's what he wrought to usward when he set his glorified body at the right hand of God for us because we're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. Did Jesus stop there? No. He went on to be made a quickening spirit. We're not a quickening spirit. You see that in Revelation 3.21. He says, to him that overcometh, the body of Christ, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's where I set that body at the right hand. Ephesians 1, what he wrought to us, what he did for us sitting at his own right hand in heavenly places. For us, we're made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus now, presently. But where did you go, Jesus? Did you stop there? Are you just sitting at the right hand of God now? Even as I overcame, Revelation 3.21, even as I overcame and am set, not S-I-T, set or seated at the right hand of God, but S-E-T, a forever settled state of glory that he's always been God and always will be God. And he said, even as I overcame Jesus talking and him set S-E-T down with my father in his throne, all power in heaven and earth given unto the man Christ Jesus, made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The first Adam was made a living soul. That second Adam, the last Adam, Christ Jesus, was made a quickening spirit, not a quickening spirit man or a dual-natured man, a quickening spirit. The Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. He is the Holy Ghost. We find that in Acts 2.36. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that Jesus, that man whom you crucified, God hath made him, that man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. There we find in 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16 that Jesus Christ is the blessed and only potentate 
capital P. That the potentate is a potent almighty God, omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, spirit of God everywhere, who only hath immortality. Jesus only has immortality? That's right, because all life is in him. Dwelling in the light. Who? Jesus, the man, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That's Jesus Christ. He's entered into that light. He is that spirit. We will never be that spirit. He's that spirit. We will be adopted sons and daughters of God, but the only begotten God, the only begotten son, the only begotten one, hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That Deuteronomy 6, 4, the Shema, the greatest commandment of all, Mark 12, 29. When that scribe asked Jesus, what is the first commandment, dominant commandment, the first commandment, the most important commandment of all? He said, here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, soul, and might. The second is likened to it, love your neighbor as yourself. From all this hang all the law and the prophets. And that is the dominant knowing who Jesus is. He is that spirit that became a man and went back to spirit. That's Christ. You'll see that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10, 11, the Old Testament prophets, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi. Search diligently into the grace that should be coming to us, searching what or what manner of time, the spirit of Christ that was in them, capital S, spirit. God is that spirit. That is Christ. First and foremost, Christ is that spirit. Who is born in Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Christ, the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. Who is he? Emmanuel, God with us. Not son of God with us, God with us. We've lost that. So what's happening? If my people, which are called by my name, the ones of you that do have this revelation of Jesus, the ones called by the name of Jesus, taken on his name in baptism, born of the water and the spirit, according to the word of God, keys given to Peter, that you see in Matthew 16. <clears throat> when, they, when Peter said, Thou art the Christ. You are that spirit that should be made manifest. You're that Messiah. You're that God that is manifest and seen and revealed in flesh. You're it. There'll never be another. Before me, there was no God for me. Neither shall be after me. Isaiah 43, 10. See, now that I am he, the Lord is that servant. The Lord is that man. There's not another. He is the only begotten son of God, the monogamous Theos. He's the only begotten God, monogamous Theos. He's the only begotten one, the Yaki, monogamous Yaki, the only begotten God. The different translations are trying to figure, well, should we go? With the only begotten God, the only begotten one, the only begotten son. They're one and the same. There's no confusion there. The only begotten God is the only begotten son, which is the revealed God manifest in the flesh. First Timothy 3.16. And God's revealing that now. And he's revealing it in judgment. Because when man sees the judgments of God in the earth, they will learn righteousness. Jesus states that. And we see it again, that Jesus reveals this great secret, even in John 16, of righteousness, what righteousness is. The truth is grace reigns through righteousness. If you don't have righteousness and skillful in the word of righteousness, Hebrews 5, then there's no salvation. There's no grace. Grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. First Peter 1. But what is grace? They said, well, it's the unmerited favor of God. Well, that's true, but it's far more than that. Because grace, how does it reign? Well, we see by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. We say that in Romans 5, as sin reigned by death. Well, that's how it reigned. Well, by death. Death reigned. Over that even over the similitude of them that have not sinned from Adam, 
from Adam to Moses. Death still reigned, even over them that had not sinned after the sepulture of Adam, which was a figure of him that was to come. What is that? Well, that's the Christ. Christ is that spirit. But notice in 1 Peter 1, verse 10, they all prophesied by the Spirit of Christ. There's when it signified, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. Christ the Spirit is now manifest. Christ the man. Now, Peter says that in his epistle, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. We see that given to Peter in Matthew 16. When Jesus asked, who do you say I am? Well, Peter says, thou art the Christ. You are that spirit that would be manifest, made manifest as Emmanuel, God with us, the Hamashiach, the Messiah, the Christos, the Christ that would be manifest to take away the sin of the world. You're it. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Simon bar John of flesh and blood did not reveal this unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. It has to be revealed by God himself. Can't go to seminary and get this. Can't just, oh, stumble across it and some accidental, uh, accidentally get the revelation of Jesus. We have to seek God. It has to be revealed by God himself. And he says, Simon Bar-Jonah, calling by his earthly name. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee. You didn't get this because some intellectual exercise that you're going to get a doctorate of divinity and a sheepskin that you can hang up and be a pastor of a church in a denomination. No, you're getting this straight from the Father. You're getting this straight from God. Well, somebody said, well, that Jesus said in my Father, well, John 3, 13, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, Jesus stated of himself, which is in heaven. Jesus stated he's in heaven. He is the Father. He states that in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the Father, you shall die in your sins. Now, you that have that revelation, they are not just born again of the water and the Spirit. Called by the name of Jesus, you've gone on to little children. Right, you little children, because you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. That is a higher growth from newborn babies desiring the sincere milk of the Word that they may grow thereby. But these newborn babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. They don't understand the growth from precept upon precept, precept upon precept, uh, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. They don't understand that they, they are to grow up into Jesus in all things with the revelation of Jesus. They're newborn babies. Hebrews 5, Paul said, when you ought to be teachers, you have need again of milk and not of strong meat. You are babies newborn babes, and you're unskillful in this word of righteousness. You don't understand it. You should, but you don't. He said, therefore, speaking about this work of the ministry of Melchizedek, this, uh, after the order of Melchizedek and the royal priesthood, which you are, I can't speak about it because it's hard to be uttered, saying you're dull of hearing. You can't understand what I'm talking about. You're not full enough grown up into the Lord to have ears to hear the truth. Therefore, Paul was reprimanding them. He said, those that are full age, that are weaned from the milk and are on meat, have their senses exercised thereby, they can discern both good from evil. But not the newborn babies. They're unskillful in what? The word of righteousness. What is righteousness? That Jesus, John 16, I will no more speak in Proverbs. I will show you plainly of the Father. The Father, that's what's been hid. Somebody said, where did it hit it? Where's it hidden? Well, Paul said it was. Paul stated that in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. To the full acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. It's a mystery. The mystery of God, which is spirit, and of the Father, which is spirit, and of Christ, which is that spirit revealed. Same spirit, only one spirit. In him, not them, him, are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The Father is hid. That Christ is hid, that he is the Father. That's a mystery of God, the Father, and of Christ. We know God is a spirit, but that mystery of God, 
is that mystery of Christ, which is Christ, is that Father. In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If you're going to hit those and get those treasures of wisdom and knowledge, building yourselves a priest chamber there in the last days to enter into that chamber as Noah entered into his ark and hide yourself for a little while until all this tribulation and indignation of God be overpassed, then you've got to have that revelation. It's not something that you can say, well, I can come close to it, but I think I'll be all right. No, you either in or you're out. Gather or scatter, for or against. You either have it or you don't. And God, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance, is using judgment in the earth right now, and it's going to get worse. He says in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, it's going to be kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation, wars and rumors of wars. 25 wars right now upon the face of this earth. Very few have reported on, and they're continuing right now. Not just the Ukraine, and not what we're going to be there, and we're working our eyes are on Taiwan with the CCP. We're not talking about that. There's more to come. Somebody said, what, what more is to come? Much more is to come in the work of the ministry. Then what does God do? Is he just sat back and just saying, well, I hope somebody listens to me? No, he hits the earth with judgment. Those pestilence and plagues, there's wars and rumors of wars. There are pestilence, plagues, earthquakes in diverse places. They call them act of God, acts of God. Yes, they are, judgments. Why? To get us to return to him. Not doing it just to show his power. He's all powerful. He is almighty God, the omnipotent. He doesn't have to show us anything. He does it for the saving of our soul. You'll see in Hosea 6, 1, that the whole premise is come and let us return to the Lord. Jehovah God Almighty, the true God and eternal life, which we turned away from. Through the denominational, there's tradition of the elders that's made the word of God in none effect. And we think we're right. Now God is using judgments in the earth. And we see he's doing that for one reason. Come and let us return to the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the true Christ, the true Jesus. For he hath torn, not the devil. Somebody said, the devil's doing this. I'm going to rebuke the devil. No. Now we believe in all the power of God to cast out devils uh, there to heal the sick, cleanse the leper. We see that. We were used in the gifts of the Holy Ghost and thank God for it. That's not it. We're talking about the judgments of God upon the earth. Famine, pestilence, sword, noise, and beast. These four sword judgments of God to get us to return to the true God and eternal life. Who will hear for the time to come? He says in Hosea 6, come and let us return to the Lord. Why? For he hath torn, not the devil, God himself. He hath torn. He will heal us. He has smitten. He will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. That's revival. This is not a revival. We're after the second day right now. We're in the third day, that third millennium. And in the third day, I will raise you up, and you will live in my sight. And uh, that foreign spirit, those will see God. The meek shall inherit the earth. These are the Beatitudes in the Constitution, the kingdom of God, uh, the kingdom of heaven in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. What it takes to enter in, and he gives us explicit details of what it's going to take to enter in and few there will be there will be saved just as jesus stated but the ones that do here if my people which are called by my name first thing we have to make sure that we're called by the name of jesus that is born of the water and the spirit not just repenting saying the sinner's prayer asking jesus to come into your heart that's a lie that's not salvation it's godly sorrow that worketh repentance unto salvation, but it's not salvation. And these preachers run around and say, you're saved when you said the sinner's prayer is a lie. And they're going to give an account for your soul. Now you, the believer, need to press on toward the mark for the prize of how calling of God in Christ Jesus. Don't leave your eternal soul salvation to some man sitting behind a pulpit simply because he says he's the pastor. 
It's your soul that you're going to give an account of personally for you. So it shuts you out of the book and read. Not one of these things will fail. Oh, that they were wise that consider and know their latter end. God wants us to see and to know him. That we may know, believe, and understand that God is that man, Christ Jesus. I am he. Before me, before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See, now that I am God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Not a trinity to no such thing. And those that have an ear to hear to move on, but we think, well, because we're one as people and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that's all there is, the whole gospel of the world. That's another lie. Because God's doing more to bring us to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and to the fullness and to a perfect man. Anytime you stop along the way, and you become at ease in Zion, then it's woe, woe, woe unto us. We have to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus until we hear that well done, that good and faithful servant enter down to the joy of the Lord. We're running this race and we're still running. There we find that Peter in Matthew 16, that doubt to Christ the Son of the living God. Simon Barjona, flesh and blood, and not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. What's the revelation? Said, uh, upon this rock, that capital R-O-C-K, that Christ, that revelation of Christ. Not Peter. He's not going to save you. No man's going to save you except Jesus Christ, God Almighty, who was manifest in the flesh, the Son of God, the Father revealed. Doubt the Christ, the Son of the living God. Upon this rock, I will build my church. There's a foundation. You get off of that, I don't care how much principles and how much of the commandments you do, you obey. If you miss that first commandment, that rock of salvation, the foundation of the church, great will be the fall of it in the time that the rains came, the floods beat upon that house and the winds of doctrine, and it fell, and great was the fall of it because it was built upon the sand. The sand that shifts with every denomination. But you got to dig deep. Go through all that rubbish. Go through all that man-made doctrine. Keep digging in there till you find that rock. You dig deep. Jesus said, I'll liken him to a wise man that dig deep and founded his house, founded that rock, found that rock first, then build your house on it. Found the rock first. And that rock is first and foremost that Christ is is the Son of God, the Father revealed, one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all, that's Christ. And when you have that, and you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, born of the water, and you've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit, now you're called by the name of Jesus Christ. And as many are that are called by his name, if my people, which are called by my name, not just repent it, but baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Ghost called by the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2, 38, 4, 12, Acts 8, 16, Acts 10, Acts 19, and Acts 22, just as Paul the apostle was. And you're called by that name of Jesus, shall humble themselves and pray. That's us, what we must do. And seek my face. The face is the glory. That's the full glory of God. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. You have to seek that face. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the body of Christ, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. That's the first revelation you've got. He is the Father of glory. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Father. He is the that omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit of God. There's not another. That the Lord is that spirit. Then, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Now you know that perfect law of liberty of life in Christ Jesus. Stand there the liberty for in Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't go with the woeful world. Don't be conformed to this world, but you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now you've got to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for you is. Don't stop there. Prove that will of God in your life. He's going to show it to you. He's revealing it now to those that have an ear to hear. And when my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, 
seek my face, the face of Jesus, which that glory is now revealed in the body of Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be gotten out of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. We all agree with that. Jesus is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We have to walk in the life, in the law, the life of Christ and Christ Jesus, so that we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We're mortifying the deeds of the flesh through the leading of the Holy Ghost, called sanctification. Now, hearing the voice of God and doing his will, must do his will. Find the will of God out for your life in that body of Christ and do it. If we don't do it, if any individual does not do the will of God, even though they've been born again and they know that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, we find in Matthew 7, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, be able to enter in the kingdom of heaven because they did not do the will of my father. They didn't do the will of God. So we have to find the will of God and the quest for life is to do it. Obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man should see the Lord. So therefore, what God is doing now, what is happening right now, the judgments of God are in the earth. Not to destroy us, but to get us to come and return to the Lord, the true Lord, the revealing of Jesus Christ, the great God and Savior, our Lord Jesus, who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God, Revelation 1.8. We've missed that. And God's judgments will increase with intensity and will come more and more just as the earthquakes in diverse places. There's more earthquakes in the last 10 years than they have been total since creation. And he said he would, not to destroy us, but to get us to return to the living God. And even when the judgments of God are in the earth and we find that men are dying, famine, plus the sword, noisome beast, that many still will not repent of their evil deeds, which they've godly committed. They still will not repent but blaspheme the God of heaven. Well, God's doing everything he can in the spirit of God, but not to overcome your will, but that your will and your volition will turn to the, the eternal God and eternal life, Jesus Christ. He does not and will never want you to go to hell. God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance, but it's up to us. So where is the nation, the United States? Somebody said, I fear for the United States. Well, let's fear for our souls. Let's fear God. Because if my people, which are called by my name, called by the name of Jesus, taking on the name in water baptism, receiving the Holy Ghost after repenting, Acts 2.38, called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, Lord God Almighty, seek, and Lord, we seek you, lead God unto perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus. You perfect that which is lacking in us. Seek my face. Seek the glory of God into perfection. Then he said, I'll hear from heaven. I will hear and I'll heal their land. I'll forgive them of all their sins. Who daily, daily forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. But we must obey obedience unto righteousness. Romans 6 is what we're all called to do. Very few are listening to that not realizing we're supposed to come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and to a perfect man, Ephesians 4.11. He gave us a five-fold ministry to perfect us for the perfecting of the saints, for the final work of the ministry. That's what we're called for. And there, that hidden Christ, that, that he is the Father, that whole, that Paul gives us that whole revelation, in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, through this acknowledgement of this mystery of God and of the Father, to the full understanding of it. God is a spirit, Father is that spirit, and Christ, but Christ is the Father, revealed in a body of flesh and blood. That's a mystery. In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And those treasures are what we are to store up in the priest chambers, which we will all enter into just as Noah prepared an ark to the saving of his soul. So will we in the body of Christ enter into those secret chambers there when the indignation hits that God said, 
you hide yourself a little while in there. You've prepared it through my word and through obedience unto righteousness and unto holiness. Now you enter into that word and that provision that, provi that I made for you in the palm of my hand that I have you engraved there. What's engraving in the, in the hand of God? It's the sealing of God in his hands. Can that suckling mother forget her child? Yes, but I have not forgotten you for I have you engraving in the palms of my hand. What's that? The secret chambers, the secret place of the most high God in the cleft of the rock, the hand of God. But we have to prepare that. The word is there. If we neglect to go into the depth of the word, thinking that Pentecostal's it, then the Pentecostal, we're going to be playing a lost one. And we shout and praise God, and we gather for corn and wine, none considering the work of God. And that's the problem. We think we're already there and we're saved, sanctified, and that's it. When there's more to come in the revelation of Jesus Christ, revealed in and through the body of Christ, who will hear for the time to come? God said, those people, you that are called by my name, called by the name of Jesus, repented and baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and received the Holy Ghost, you're called by the name of Jesus Christ. You've taken on his name. Called by his name, shall help themselves and pray and seek my face, the glory of God, to the fullness, to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, to a perfect man. Then, and only then, will I hear from heaven. I'll forgive them of all, that, of their, all their sins, and I will heal their land. That's upon us. The burden's on us. The burden's not on the Lord. The Lord's already done it. Any man says the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord will be cut off. The burden's on us. Who will hear for the time to come? What is that that is hidden? Well, we see in John 16, I'll leave this with you for those that have an ear to hear. God's doing it now. And he's pulling the body of Christ together now. Those there on the 19th of January, 2019, the Lord says, see my people by my work in a visitation from him while I was in uh, Transamera, Kenya, Africa. It's been over three years. We've been doing these podcasts. 75% of the downloads are in America. And we have thousands and thousands of downloads. But we need to hear from you. God's doing it now. He's doing it right now. And these judgments are going to become more intense. And they're going to become more frequent as we come closer to the coming of the Lord and the gathering together unto him and the second advent of the Lord Jesus Christ. But before then, there will be a great work of the ministry. Even men and seducers will wax worse and worse. They won't enter in. They'll be scoffers, and they'll say, where is the promise of his coming? They'll laugh at it, and they're scorned. But God is not slack concerning his promises. For that, that is determined will be done. It's for us to have an ear to hear. That what was hid, in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What is that? That don't let any man fool you or beguile you in vain philosophy of man after the rudiments of this world and not after Christ. Christ is the spirit that was revealed in the body of flesh. Christ the spirit is Christ the man. They're not two different personalities. They're one and the same. And that's what you see in Colossians 2, 9. In him that the man dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In one body is all the Godhead, which is Jesus Christ, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And in John 16, Jesus states, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs. I'm going to show you plainly of the Father. And that's when he said, after that Son of God is resurrected, you'll know that I'm in him and he's in me. And at that day, you will no more ask the Father in my name. Now watch that. The time will come that you will ask in my name. Jesus, not Father in the name of Jesus, ask in my name, Jesus. And I say not that I'll pray the Father for you, for the Father loveth me and has given all things to me. He's been glorified with the Father's own self. And when you realize that, that you say Father in the name of Jesus, you put him back before the cross. That's how we prayed before then. How do you pray now? Jesus, we give you honor, praise, and glory that's made us, made us and not we ourselves and made the heavens and the earth. And we glorify thy name. We give him praise, honor, and glory through the calves of our lips. Jesus. We call on that name Jesus because he is glorified. He is the Father. 
And that mystery, that Christ is the Father of glory, is now being revealed. That's the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. Jesus said in John 16, I'm not going to speak any more into Proverbs. I'm not going to uh, there. But why do you speak in Proverbs? That's because only those that have a pure heart, speaking God with all the heart, will find him. That I'm not going to speak anymore in Proverbs. I'm going to show you plainly the Father. And at that day, you ask in my name. And I'll say not, I'll pray the Father for you. Notice what the disciples said to Jesus then. He said, what's righteousness? I come from God. I go back to God. That's righteousness. I proceeded from the Father. If water is proceeding out of a river and comes down a waterfall and goes into the lower river, the proceeding water is the same water that is now flowing in the river below. He proceeded from the Father, came into the world, death buried and resurrected, and went back to the Father. Proceeded from the Father, went back to him. Proceeded means the same spirit came into this world. Not a different one. Not a second person of the Godhead. Only one spirit. If spirit, the Father is that spirit that is invisible. What's the Son of God? That spirit revealed. Same spirit. And he said, now I go back to that spirit. What and if you shall see, Pilate, the Son of Man, ascend back up to heaven where he was before, glorified with the Father's own self. John 17, 5. There's your mystery. God's revealing it out to all the earth. You believe it? God's dealing with you. More to come in the glory of God to reveal, to be revealed in his saints, the ones that are sanctified. Sanctified, holy, both spirits, soul, and body. God dealing with you? Give me a call. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you. Let's get together. You may want this in your church. Give me a call. I'll be glad to come. We have a ministry team. You ministers here that believe this word sold out, sold all the possessions, and we'll be glad to bring this word to you. There, in other nations, we want to get to you. Obviously, it takes finances. And we're praying God for a financial breakthrough there. And when it does, we'll be with you again. We've been in Africa since 2012. Ghana, Kenya, Temp, we want to do it again. And India, we hear your calling. You believed it, you want it. There, pray for us. We're praying for you. Matter of fact, praying for all that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us. That we all may be all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Well, give me a call, plus one, 903 I'll get back to you. Give me an email. Give me a there at sailinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. I'll get back with you. Let's come together. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.